0: Greetings everybody! Welcome to episode 164 of The Glow. Thanks so much for being here, for sharing your light, for sharing your love, your presence. When you're entering you can share your your location, where you're from. I'm just doing a couple little Uh, things here to get technologically set up welcome Tracy Tracy joining us from Australia the land down under what time is it there Tracy Adelaide Adelaide Australia a lot of great things happening. Um, I want to tell you about a couple of things that are happening. Thesa Sophia, my good friend is, oh, she's already here, fantastic. We're already set up, she's in a forest. Um, so we'll be informed by the forest uh, for our conversation Get which I'm really looking forward to. Um, a couple of things I want to tell you about that are happening, we um, welcome Annie. Annie, who wasn't sure if she could make it, has made it. So good to see you here, love. Um, we're doing a, a breath workshop in Atlanta on October 10th. I think it's Wednesday, October 10th. Um, Andy's going to be there as well. So um, if you're in Atlanta, come check us out. If you're not in Atlanta, we're going to take this around other places too. So let us know if it interests you. Um, October 9th will be in. I'll be in Asheville, and I'll also be in West Virginia. Um, on Sunday night, the 7th. That's this October 7th, October 9th. So next week I'll be in West Virginia, Princeton, West Virginia, Asheville, North Carolina, and Atlanta, Georgia. So if you're in any of those spots, would love to see you, give you a hug. Also, I want to let people know about the Secret Glow, my public, excuse me, my private group, which is on Wednesdays. So we had a great, another great session in there. It's a private community that I'm, that I'm coaching people on, on Wednesdays. Every Wednesday. And there's a link below to, uh, to join us and check in there. We've also got some great new retreats on board. You can check out um, retreats coming up. The New Year's retreat with John Stringer and Kathy Stringer uh, and Shanna and Annie and um, retreat we're gonna announce in Thailand and Italy and uh, the silent retreat we're gonna have. And so a lot of great stuff happening and I'm really excited to be with Thisa. With we have some great conversations Um, that have not been shared publicly, and now they will be. So this is a great moment to kind of just share um, so much what we do. We delve into so much amazing territory, just kind of explore, inquire um, the the kind of frontiers of consciousness, you know. And so it's a real great honor to do that today and to have her on. And let's see if we can make that happen. There you are. Let's see if I can hear you. Can you say something? No, I don't think I can hear you.
1: Hmm. Can I hear you now?
0: Oh now you Yeah, now I hear something.
1: All right, let me see if I can put my headphones again in because How's that? Can you hear me now? No, no sound?
0: I hear you, yep. Yep. The video is uh, kind of choppy.
1: Okay. Uh, I've got full. Do I need the t- How's it going out there? <laughs> it's look at that.
0: Can, mm, can you see the water? Beautiful. Yep. Is the water... The mountains of Asheville, North Carolina.
1: Yeah. Is the water, um, okay for the sound, or is it too loud?
0: I think it's okay. okay. Yeah, I think it's okay. this one, one of your power spots?
1: Yeah, this is where I come on a daily basis. Well, almost daily when I yeah. can, for sure. Mm-hmm. Can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it feels
0: good. It feels good to feel the energy of the space. Yeah. Kind of like informing, yeah, informing us, informing all of the connections that we're here together. So, I'm excited. before that you're, into, that you're in nature, because, what's that?
1: I was just going to say I'm excited to be here. Yeah. It's good to talk. Yeah, to I think people.
0: there's, like a, there's <laughs> a slight delay. Yeah. So we just have to, like, be mindful.
1: Okay. Hi, Kelly. Hey, Kelly.
0: Yeah, it's actually water. It sounds like static, but it's actually water. Yeah,
1: if I need to move, I can. So if it's disturbing or...
0: Yeah, maybe. Maybe try. Yeah. I guess if people are thinking it's static, then it's kind of funny. So I
1: should move. It is like white noise. I
0: mean, hi, Janky. Janky's from India. Oh, wow. Welcome. Mm Mm-hmm. So I feel like a lot of like what's boring is um, that people are sharing these, like you are sharing really great, you know, posts on Facebook or social media, Instagram, whatever. And then this is becoming like a chance to kind of like expand upon what's being shared. Yeah. You know, with more detail and depth. Mm-hmm. So there's a couple of things that you shared. Recently um first off you shared a, a video of driving the car that you told me about. And then I watched it. Yeah. So we really liked it. Um like what you were sharing and you know, it felt like it was something that um people were wanting to uh, explore more, develop more detail. Yeah. Um which was based upon the shadow. mm the shadow. Shadow. And then there was another one that was kind of about the, the animal or the primal energy in us and you get some touch of that or to that. Um, and then when I was talking to you on the phone the other day, you were talking about how there's this process of ascension and descension.
1: Yeah.
0: Ascension and descension. So, people are saying that the water is a little bit challenging to hear. Um, So, myself. I don't know if you want to hike with with your phone. (laughs) uh,
1: Should be better now. I've moved quite a bit away. Okay. Does that sound, can you tell a difference?
0: She says better. Great. She says better, yeah. Okay. Yep, better. Oh, then
1: I can put, oh, I can wrap the yep, phone better around better. this so, little tree.
0: Hmm. Okay. So there's, um, there's this ascension, you're talking about there's this ascension, and then there's a descension, mm-hmm. kind of back to the, the parts or pieces that are missing or that were not integrated. Right. Right, so I thought that was really interesting. Um. <laughs> Uh, for a few different reasons. But you want to talk a little bit about, like, what you notice maybe on your own journey with that or people that you work with as far as this ascension, mm-hmm. right? And then a descent, which is an integration.
1: Yeah. Wow. The field of information is so vast on that topic, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like. Yeah. But I think basically what I've noticed, both in myself and the people that I'm working with, um at the beginning of the path what was being called for was breaking breakthroughs upward you know into yeah. the subtle realms which correspond to the heart and the and the head centers the crown um subtle and cellular ways of knowing moving toward emptiness or Emptiness, moving toward the absolute, which is the subtlest aspect of ourself. When we go behind that, there is the absolute, unchanging, unknowable. So when realizations of the unknowable are calling us, it tends to bring us up, 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 up into the subtle realms, you know, out of the materiality and into um the energy bodies and the aspects of ourselves that are are very subtle um and then as we're moving upward or as we're moving into more subtle realms deeper levels of realization of the absolute come in in phases you know so we might have an experience of the absolute that when that's integrated, then takes us to a higher, subtle realm, so that we can have discovery and integration around that particular realm. And then when that realm is integrated, there's kind of a crisis that comes again, that offers a new access to the absolute. And that, (laughs) if being in that process can sometimes feel like it's never ending, like it's always going to go like that, you know, at least yeah, I've had that experience, and uh, but there is there is an there is a point where the absolute is fully realized, but then that full realization needs to come back down through the subtle realms and into the meat, you know, into the materiality, so that the absolute begins to express in this material dimension through ourselves, through our body, through our movement, through the conversation we're having right now. Um, Yeah, I'd say that's kind of the general way that I'd talk about it.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's really important what you're expressing and it feels like so much of what you and I talk about it and explore, and people in our community are into in it. Is just that, is like kind of what you call essential, which I hadn't I hadn't thought of it that way before, but I like that. Like descending, kind of back into these missing pieces, missing components, and delving in. So it's like there's this there there's this there's these people that are trying to be more. Spiritual, whatever that is, mm-hmm. right? So they're trying to go to the super place of purity, which is the ascension, and then there's like this group is like interested in the descension, which is basically bringing, you could say, bringing consciousness to all these things, all these extras components that we thought weren't divine, right? Or we thought weren't sacred, or we thought weren't beautiful in their own way. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it, it, that's seemingly the end product is that every single aspect of creation is experienced as an expression of the divine.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and then you get to, you notice all these places where there's a sense of division or there's a sense of separation and this realization of oneness shines through to all these different areas and it's interesting like to think about the animal right so it's like you know we, we, traditional religion has taught us like we need to transcend these like animal instincts or animal desires or you know these these lesser parts of ourselves right yeah and and then it's like when you you get to this point where it's realizing actually what I what I what I need to do is include all these parts of myself. Yeah, you know, include mm-hmm. the fact that I'm a primate, that I'm a mammal,
1: and that I'm and that I'm spirit. Yeah, right? all in one. Yeah, that takes. And and how surrender is involved in those, in that realization, and on the ascent, the surrender, the utter surrender of self, or the one who's having the experience into the absolute leads to a death and dissolution. So there's death that's like scattered and dissolved, completely expands out until there's nothing left, until the absolute is realized. But on the ascension, and I'm making it sound like it's, ah, first the ascent and then the descent. But, but in actuality, there's a period where they're both happening, you know, um, at the same time. And on the descent, there also needs to be death, but it's death into the material, which kind of changes the whole game because you just when you get used to dying and there's just the absolute, which is the thing, then the death starts to become dying into the body, dying into form, and that's when the animal beca- starts to become divine.
0: I love that. It's when the animal starts to become divine. Yeah, yeah, and then this this idea of of trying to get away from the world to get to some other better place goes right, and it's like this world and heaven can be seen as one whole.
1: Yeah, <laughs> makes me just talking about it makes me <laughs> excited and have you know yeah. opening. Yeah in my chest and so fun to fun to share about it.
0: Absolutely. I'm curious, like, you know, it's funny, like I feel like the way I connect with people so much it's just like vibrational or resonance. And that's what my uh my deep uh friendships or connections are primarily based on. It's not so much about people's story. Mm, you know? So I was, I was thinking about it, and I'm like, I don't really actually know that much of your this story. Like, how did, <laughs> did, did this journey happen for you? I know I drove by this little rinky-dink run downtown in Ohio uh, a few months ago, <laughs> where you're from.
1: <laughs> oh my god!
0: So I got a sense of like where you're from. Yeah. But how did you go from this this small town in Ohio to having these? these openings like how did how that happen for you
1: oh my god it's so funny you're asking me that question given how well we know each other (laughs) how well we've known each other you know for years now um yeah how would i answer that i know
0: like like little little pieces you know but it's like i don't know the actual yeah i think i think it's valuable for other people to hear to hear that journey
1: yeah well i did grow up in a tiny town in ohio with a small high school where everybody knew each other um and I think how this whole thing started for me was through empathy. I, I was having major openings around empathy at a, at a young age. I can remember being in the seventh grade, and um, one of my classmates, who I wasn't even that close to, had gotten in trouble for having pot in school. So we were in language class, and he was called to the principal's office during language class, and everybody knew. Know, that it was about getting caught for pot and then he was gonna ha face some kind of consequence for that. When he came back in the room and he sat at the table across from me, I suddenly was in his body and I could feel everything that was happening in his body and it was beautiful and overwhelming, even though the experience he was having was really challenging. You know, he's having a lot of shame and grief and um it wasn't like what most people will consider like a fun or positive experience but it really took me to the next level of empathy and you know when that happens the whole nature of consciousness is definitely in question like everything that we learn in seventh grade about science and materiality and and um, what have you suddenly just feels like this tiny piece of the whole so i'd say it started there But then, because I had such an experience of empathy, my line of work started to become closer to psychology, um, counseling, that kind of thing. And, And then I started meditating. And when I started meditating, and I was initiated into Kriya Yoga, and I met my first teacher, That kind of shifted the focus to spiritual opening, you know, spiritual awareness Mm -hmm. and developing the awareness through meditation. Um, So I did that for a while. And so I was kind of, I I was having two paths for a while. One was my own meditation practice and my own spiritual practice and then being a healer, whether it was nutrition or, or herbs. And then I came to a point in my practice where they merged. And um, that was after two. It was on my third teacher and shamanic training. Um, my shamanic training was really interesting and, and vast. But just to give you a, a highlight of it, I had a particular teacher who was um, interested in how trauma moments in time would unlock peak states of consciousness. So he had this theory that if you had a trauma, let's say in the womb or at birth, then that trauma could um, create a blockage throughout the rest of your life that was blocking your true nature from expression. So um, his life's work was to find out how healing trauma in the womb from conception to birth would affect your state now, your state of being, and whether you could get um, more and more expression of essence through healing, through trauma healing. So I worked with him for a while and, and a group of people that were exploring that together, and also working um, at the cellular level in invitation. So we would explore the, the cellular expression of someone's physiology and heal something there and notice did that affect the disease they're working with or the, the mental state that they're dealing with. Um, and then I came to a point where I realized healing, like the search for health is nothing more than a search for the true self. And... Yeah. I feel like my teacher and I weren't on the same page there. So we had kind of a, we had a parting of ways and there was a bunch of drama in that. Um, but it was great for me because I began to, I was still healing. I was still doing healing work, but I began to focus more on awakening and including realization of the absolute into uh, the path of healing and transmutation and transformation mm-hmm.
0: and how did you when you're in this small town Ohio like how did you discover meditation and how did you discover you know these higher realms of consciousness because like we're about the same age you know and like it wasn't it wasn't as easy when we were young as it is now you know when you, you just go on Google and you search stuff yeah. stuff up but it was it was more challenging back
1: in that time. Yeah, and you're Pennsylvania. We we're right next door, so we were both kind yeah. of small towns, um, Midwest. I, you know, um, I I had from a small child some difficult experiences with religion and church, and I was uh, drawn to it at first, but then I had these experiences that were super scary. That there's, I think, a lot of fear. Uh, that ex- experience in religion i experienced that as a small child cuz it was kind of um, not you know good to go into much of the details but i was told the story of armageddon when i was like 8 you know <laughs> so that freaked me out um, but i was really called to the energy of jesus so even though i hated religion i i don't want any part of religion i found myself like really communing with jesus and And the spirit of that yeah. that entity and and I would pray and go into meditation kind of at twelve and ask Jesus to come and be with me and I remember that was my first kind of dmt awakening you know I had this really heartfelt call to Jesus, and suddenly my heart exploded, and I was purple and light, I felt like I was floating and um I still feel very connected to the energy of of what I was calling in that day, so it felt really intimate
0: yeah, that's really interesting. you know I reflected on my own journey um I think that that's true for me too i like i I was brought Catholic and i wasn't I wasn't resonating as I got older I wasn't resonating with the uh, the dogma of the religion um it definitely like freaked me out too like starting yeah. on it was like kind of scary yeah you know the stuff that they're, they're all this kind of shame and blame and not blame but shame and guilt and all this sort of stuff um so but you're right there's there's something about like the energy of jesus that like i felt like through like, it was like Beyond the religion, there was something there yeah. that I resonated with. You know that that was inspiring to me. Um, that did come through the religion. Like there was there was an element there that that was that came through. You know, it was like this this being of unconditional love. This this mm. person that was somehow that was like came through a human a humanness um, and you know energy of forgiveness and. Compassion, and um, so yeah, there was there was there was something there that I think there wasn't. was like a core element when all the other stuff fell away, like that. Yeah, that's true. Like that, that was there, that remained.
1: Yeah, yeah. it's interesting now that we're yeah. talking about this again because I'm just thinking about how Jesus is a good example of a human who brought in, who came back into the descent and and pulled the realization of the absolute into the physicality. And you can see that through the way that the physics changed around him and through him, you know, and the physics opened up like instant healing or uh, being yeah. resurrected, you know, the, the things that are stated yeah. in the Bible, to me, that, that's all back into form. Can you still hear me?
0: Yeah. Okay. You're, um, yeah, you broke up a bit, but I'm getting, like, the gist of it. Okay. Um, yeah, and, like, thinking about thinking about Jesus now, it's like, who, who did he hang out with? <laughs> right? The sinners, the, you know, the prostitutes, the, the, the derelict, the outcast. Yeah. It's, it's so true. It's such an amazing, like, when you think of that perspective, he was all about going into the descent. And like these this, these people that people weren't people thought weren't holy, he was like, "Well, these are my friends." Yeah. You know? If you want to be with me, then you love these people, also, and these part basically, right? These parts of yourself, in essence, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, which corresponds to for me that those parts of ourselves that we have denied the most are actually sitting in our belly, and and that mm-hmm. where the shadow is, you know what calling the shadow it can appear anywhere but uh a lot of it is in the belly so when you're talking about the derelict the, the corresponding thing in our own psyche is the stuff that we haven't yet visited in our own deep in our in our belly or the the cosmic womb
0: mm-hmm. yeah which which um using something called womb work, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So So,
0: so explain for people what that, what that is.
1: Yeah, it's a little bit different than a lot of the women who are working with women to do um, healing in the female reproductive area. It applies to that, but it's also um, more general. And men and women are both You know, it's important that men and women are both working there. So, for me, the womb is the belly, but once you start working into the belly, you open up deeper and deeper layers of the belly through initiations. Um, and, And then until you get to this point deep in the belly that opens up completely and fills the whole body... And at that point, everything collapses into one thing so that there's no longer a separation between head, heart, and belly. They're always working in sync, and the energy is flowing between them. Uh, but the first delving into the belly is kind of, especially, you know, I work with people who are advanced meditators and healers, really, for the most part. So they've done a lot of work up here. They've done work in the head and the heart, the experience through the throat, um, and then reach an impasse. Like I know there's something more, but I'm not exactly sure what it is or how to get there. And so when when we go into the belly, they're really ready to root out the last of what hasn't been seen. And when you first get in there, because you haven't necessarily been open to it, it can feel Challenging, it can feel icky or um, terrifying or um, shameful, but once that's clear. And once that's clear. What happens actually is the power, of the animal right? so the power of the animal unleashes, but then, but then instead of being raw uh, and unrefined like a cat who would eat you in the forest, for example, Um, the energy, that power moves up and merges with what you've unlocked in the head and the heart, and the head and the heart bring compassion and refinement and clarity to that power, so they express appropriately in union. Beautiful.
0: Beautiful. yeah Yeah, you're you're um it's kind of like um the words get like a little chop so it's like tuning in for me it's like tuning into like the the words but also like the frequency behind what you're sharing which is kind of an interesting exercise yeah um yeah it's like it's like this process of 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 yeah this process of And that's why I was saying i I've been saying it like I don't even know if at a certain point if the word spiritual fully really applies exactly anymore mm-hmm. it's almost like that's the ascension journey that you're describing right yeah
1: but
0: then the descension journey you could you could use the term but but people it, it it tends to be like this this way of separating of dividing this is spiritual this is not spiritual so this is one of the things I've been kind of like you know exploring like i've actually used the term post-spiritual consciousness yeah but which relates kind of like to what you're talking about it's like this ascension to like well yeah spirit but spirit is life life is spirit god is everything everything is god nothing is god you know it's like yeah there's this true non-duality of like you know how do you separate anything from anything else there's just being fully available to this moment yeah
1: yeah, and then noticing, for me, I get a lot of um, satisfaction in the daily practice of noticing when the separations come, you know, when there is an actual experience of oneness, or when there's subtle separation or big separation, you know, and, and moving more. That's the way I move more and more mm-hmm. into the body in, in my own work.
0: hmm so Tracy is very active here, asking us lots of questions. Yeah. So let's look at some of these questions. Do we need to find strength to be brave and let go into the abyss, the unknown? That's one question. Uh huh. So you call it the paint body too, like Eckhart Tolle? It's kind of a battle. Do we need to find the warrior within? So I would personally take exception to the term battle. Um, I think it's a different process, but why don't you speak to that question? Could you call it the pain body, too? Like Eckhart Tolle, is it kind of a battle?
1: Um, I think, so what feels important to me is when it becomes a battle, that's actually the point where the one battling or that sense of self is, is trying to avoid surrendering itself into the absolute so it goes, look, that's really compelling, that fight. Ha, ah, I'm going to jump in there and, you know, fight, good and evil, bad, you, the other, whatever, strength, courage. And, and there is a place for that in the process because it builds being. But as long as there's someone there that is still separate from its source and hasn't completely surrendered to its source, it Lost in the illusion of uh, um, so. To me, it's it's important to notice that there's someone fighting. Feel that someone fighting together in your physical body. The absolute, you actually, feel the absolute in relationship to your body, and then when they merge, what was experienced as a battle suddenly it finds itself to move and then expresses itself and with it looks differently you want to share anything about that about her question
0: So what I hear you saying is um, what what stood out to me I heard you saying a lot of beautiful things but what stood out to me was tuning into the body like really being present because the body, the body is, is in the moment. Like you can't – yeah. people ask questions like, well, how do, how do I get in the moment? How do I be in the moment? Well, the body, the sensations in the body are here in the moment, right? So you can't like think out of what's here. So that's one of the gateways that you really pointed for people, right, is tuning into the body and what, what the body is, the, the feeling, the
1: sensations in the body in the moment. Yeah. Yeah, really key for me. Yeah, and it's interesting because when when you do that, it's like from the beginning of the path, you're including that this, this animal part, you know, the meat bit, sensation. <laughs> so feeling the sensations of the materiality, and then noticing where is the complete contrast of that in the absolute. And you might not know that you're feeling the absolute yet. You might start out with just what's silent or what's still. But always feeling them together is the, and, and then an acceptance and allowance provides this natural engine that allows evolution to unfold uniquely for each person in its proper time, which is awesome. And then the inevitable ending to that is the two of them finally and completely come together, never to be apart again.
0: Hmm. Hmm. It's like there's these moments where I feel like in these conversations where it's just like the, like there's such a stillness that emerges where it's like, you know, I just want to like just rest in it for like, you know, like, like we would do, if we weren't doing this, we'd just rest <laughs> in it for like five minutes,
1: 10 minutes, and so
0: we're, like, oh, we have to, we have to keep talking. It's a podcast. <laughs>
1: um. <laughs>
0: But, but yeah, no, it's, I think it's, it's really, it's really, um, beautiful what you're sharing. And one of the things that I'm finding, I've been really exploring, I find really interesting is, um, emotion. Let's talk about emotion.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm finding emotion really interesting. Um, I used to feel like, it's like you, you. Definitely, I think it's important. It's like just like you're being aware of the body, to be aware of your emotions, right? Mm. So be aware of everything the rising in the moment. So you're aware of physical sensations, you're aware of emotional energy moving through you in the moment. Um, but what does it? I think where it's gotten more interesting for me is what does it mean? What does the What does the emotion mean? Mm. You know, I used to I used to have it. I used to look at it really simply, like, oh, pain. Bad emotion. Sadness, bad emotion. Mm-hmm. Stop doing that thing. Go, get away from that thing. Pleasure, good emotion. Um, uh, happiness, good emotion. Go toward that thing, you know? And yeah. a lot of the law of attraction kind of teaches this. You know, emotions, these emotions are bad. If you feel these emotions, <laughs> that's your guidance system to go to go away from them. Right. These emotions are good. Feel this is right to go towards them. But then I started, like, having the realization that there's actually not always the case like there's there's right so there's more Mm. to it than that it's it's (laughs) much more complex
1: yeah yeah for me when you said what do they mean it it takes me to the question that i have visited so much in my own curiosity which is how where do they arise like that what i was calling emotion in my body was an energy that if I went to the source of it, kind of like if emotion is the water in a fountain, if I went down to the base of the fountain, was it still the, that same quality of the emotion or was it something different? And, and I found that it, it felt different. It was more like a pure energy and by the, the face. And then by the time that it started to express up the fountain, it was taking on stuff that was um, a result of me being in separation. And then that the energy of that was called grief or pain, you know, anger or whatever. So I started following, okay, I'm, there's anger there. What happens if I go down to the source of that and check for any, which is in the belly or that's one way of experiencing it experiencing it is in the belly,
0: and then have
1: a look at, okay, what is happening there at the source? What kind of separation is at the source that makes it so that by the time it comes up into my chest or my head, it's expressing as something that makes me feel like I'm in separation? Right. And then I think
0: the other... The other interesting element is the—it's like emotion is energy, and then we label—we label it. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just the process, like, goes labeling. Oh, this is anger. This is sadness. This is, you know. And like, I'm, what I've been noticing is, can you can you notice how your mind labels it while recognizing that it's just an energy that's actually not the label that your mind is. Putting on it, the mind is categorizing something that's beyond categorization. There's something liberating about that.
1: Oh yeah. Right. There's
0: something liberating about that. This, just this whole like, to go back to the shadow, integrating the shadow, embracing the shadow. You know, like these teachings have this whole list of all these emotions that you shouldn't feel. Like emotions <laughs> that are wow bad to feel. You know. Oh, yeah. And like we try to repress them and suppress them, right? Does it really work to try to repress and suppress these? These emotions, these feelings.
1: Yeah, I think it obviously doesn't work. <laughs> or, it, obviously. or or, worse yet, it works, which means that we're suppressing the, the pure energy that's under the emotion too. Mm. And so we're, we're limiting yeah. our own access to the creator by suppressing any aspect of ourselves.
0: That's deep. So, so how do you move the energy in a healthy way? Because I think people get afraid. They're like, well, I have all this anger, you know, like, well up inside me. If I let it out, I'm gonna like, just, you know, kill somebody or punch somebody or- you Yeah. You kind of lose that too in your last video. So like, how do I, how do I move the energy in some way that feels like I'm not gonna hurt people or I'm not gonna like, you know, harm people or I'm not gonna say something to somebody that I'll regret or that
1: this kind of thing, or is,
0: is it even possible?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. I just got a low battery notice, just in case I go away suddenly. Okay, means (laughs) we're nearing an end. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, for me, the what comes up when you ask that question is like there are stages that I've found when the inclusion starts to happen. It's usually first, oh. I'm actually really repressing something. Okay, well, what if I allow it to be there? I allow it to be there; yeah. it naturally starts to move, and and I can aid that with like mm-hmm. dancing or some kind of movement exercise mm-hmm. if I if that feels good. Um, yeah. And then the more the more the process continues, what I noticed what was happening is during the repression, there's separation from the emotion, so there's a me, and then there's What is being repressed? Me and that thing Mm. over there. Ooh, I don't want to touch it. I don't want to feel it. But during the acceptance and allowance, there's a phase where those two start to come together. And then there's a level of embodiment of that thing that we were trying to avoid. Um, That starts to to move the energy. And then there's a a next phase, which is like the energy is moving now. Um, and it has a chance to refine itself, the qualities refine itself further. more I stay in the process coming together, and in the end, there's absolutely no separation at all between what does me and. People call that transmutation, it's the purification of the into unification.
0: I think you got froze, pizza. Am I frozen or, now? No, I think now I hear you.
1: Oh. Yeah, Yeah.
0: it's like you're, it's like you're bringing the energy, there's a separation (laughs) of energy and then like through this process, you're bringing it together as as one whole, right?
1: Yeah. And there's phases to it.
0: Yeah. Phases to it. Yeah. And so I guess like, it's like, if you kind of understand the process, you understand the process that you're moving through, there's like a trust in that. And obviously I think it's good people have a structured environment to, to move through these things and, and um have yeah like uh you're talking about dance and healthy ways to express and and move the energy yeah but it feels like maybe just like people to know that yeah this feeling is really strong but as you allow it to move it's not going to be as as strong it's not going to always cause, you know when, when we're in the intensity of the feeling there's something like oh it's uh, it's always going to be like this it's, you know it's like but it's there's no feeling that's like always going to be like anything, right? It's like yeah. feelings are just temporary. They're just energy moving and they're not, you know, Tracy alluded to that somewhere in what she was writing is like, you know, it's, you don't have to give it so much importance once you know it's a temporary movement. That doesn't mean like repress it or avoid it, but it's like this, like, you know, kind of like the Buddha talked about like the middle way, right? It's like, yeah. you're not attached, but you're also avoiding either.
1: Yeah. And-
0: is being with the flow.
1: Yeah. And I think, that takes us naturally into the phase two of questioning, well, what is it that's having the experience of an emotion? And, and mm. when that question starts to be asked, and then the one experiencing the emotion transforms and returns to its source, the whole game, like every you realize, Oh my God, the whole experience is the right. And when the experience of me changes, everything can change like that to, to reflect unification.
0: Mm. Do you think that the, the sense of the, the sense of the I, the separate sense of an I, the question's kind of like, is the sense of an I itself, kind of a hard question to ask but I'm gonna try. Is there, yeah. is the, is the sense of I itself a separation, or can there be an I, a sense of an I in unification? Does that
1: make sense? Yeah. So uh, this is like one of the major questions I'm on too, and for me, the way that I've yeah. the way that I've answered it is: anytime there's a, an experience of me that separation in space. And it can appear at lots of different levels. It can be conceptual. It can be like a lot of times I'll experience, oh, I'm the shape. And I'm separated from the surrounding me. And to me, that's a really subtle sense of I and separation. And that's kind of yeah. one quality of I that for me represents separation. And when the full, complete unification between all the elements happens, there, there is no sense of I, but there is a quality of unique beingness that is apparent. And, and so, for me, that unique beingness is the I and unification, you could say. Hmm.
0: Another thing that you, you touched on in the beginning that I think I want to reflect on, too, is this ability to kind of feel... Um, other people's perspectives right like like you you can observe someone and you can feel what they're feeling you can and i think the more you come into this unification consciousness the more that's just the natural way yeah it's like i like i'll observe like i'll observe like two people having a conversation and they're kind of like disagreeing with each other you know and i'll be like Oh that's my perspective oh yeah that's my perspective too and that's my but they're they're disagreeing with each other but I see both sides of what they're saying yeah. it's like two sides of myself you know yeah. and I think like like Lao Tzu and the Dalai Ching you talked about this like some kind of reference of it about the more you wake up there's there's no need to argue with anybody anymore you know it's like you're just seeing all these parts of yourself but not that you can't you know you can't argue if you feel like it, if you really feel but there's this understanding that everything is it's all these different perspectives of one truth. And I noticed, like, I feel like you have that as well. Like you can kind of like, you can kind of feel sort of where anybody's coming from, even if it's a place that seems very dark or if it's a place that seems very, um, whatever, something, you know, unholy or something. Yeah. You're able to like feel where that person's coming from and that creates a sense of empathy and compassion and ultimately love, Yeah, right?
1: Yeah, that's, I think you summarized my experience really well um and and i think it's related to having a capacity to be without perspective so then you can experience them all you know perspective is actually the way a perspective is there's a point in space that's looking around at something you know which shows that there's separation from. Point and all the other points. So you only see yeah. certain parts of it. Yeah. But what if that collapses and suddenly what's working is embedded in everything? And there can be multiple perspectives at the same time there's no perspective. Or there can be one perspective at the same time there's multiple perspectives. It's really interesting that subject.
0: I feel feel like this is, like, such a rich conversation, and it's, like, the sound is – not everything's getting through. I think – I feel like we're going to have – we need to have, like, a (laughs) 2.0. Yeah, that would
1: be
0: awesome.
1: I'm really enjoying our our conversation. I'm also thinking of the time, because uh, I need to be back for, like, 2.30, so I don't know what – I can't see what time it is because my phone is – one more
0: question. We have a question for Nina and then we'll, we'll wrap up. So Nina says, how do you deal with being engulfed by someone else's negative emotion toward me? How do you find center and just have the space to accept the process of your own hurts?
1: Yeah. I'm going to make a video on that actually. It's a, <laughs> <laughs> because it's a, it's a common, you know, it's part of like opening up the empathy, but it's not, fully yet. Um, Mm -hmm. so what I do is I'm continually self-referring. This person is having negative emotion, who am I? And just who am I as a question, but what kind of separation do I experience when this person is whatever they're doing, you know, they're projecting negative emotions on me or they're emotions and I'm picking it up. I'm looking back to who is it that's having the experience of the other person and, and is that one completely unified with source or separate from source? And when the, when the unification happens through that process, the, the experience is completely different. And and there can be a complete presence that is relaxed and unique and creative in the face of that situation that you've just worked with.
0: Mm. Beautiful. So the root is, it feels like the root is always come back to what you said in the beginning. It's like knowing who you are, getting to like, you know, the absolute self.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm going to let you get back to your beautiful old child and your home and out of the forest and before your battery dies. Yeah. I just feel really grateful for, for being here and um, look forward to seeing you soon. And uh, we'll do this again soon.
1: Yeah, I really had a good time. I felt, like, really connected for our conversation. So I'm appreciating you even more Mm -hmm. right now. Thank you. Thanks Mm -hmm. for um, bringing us together. Likewise.
0: Yeah. And I think that's what's most important ultimately, right? That we have a good time.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: All right. Thank you, Tisa, so much.
1: Okay. I love you. All
0: right. Well, the sound was challenging but I feel like some, some gems came through and it's a, kind of a precursor for, for more to come. It's, uh, it's the beauty of Facebook Live. Thanks Nina. Thanks Tracy. Thanks everybody for hanging in there. And thanks Tracy for, for uh, holding it down and asking questions and commenting and thanks to everyone else who popped through. These are always available on, um... oh hey Kelly. These are always available on replay, so they'll be available on Facebook Live, will be available on YouTube, be available on iTunes, be available on SoundCloud. So you can subscribe there and listen to all these uh, podcasts, and uh, another 163 of them um, there as well. Monday, I'm back. I haven't done many uh, podcasts on Monday, but Monday I have a great guest, Kevin Walton, who's based out of South Florida and is doing some amazing stuff down there and really resonate with what he's sharing and teaching he's going to be joining us on monday at 12 p.m eastern so stay tuned for that there's saturday then there's sunday we're going to have a great weekend and then we're back here on monday so have a great weekend thank you all for being here so much love and appreciation for all of you and see you in the next now